Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. Hey, gang, we're all speculating about what might unfold Tuesday in New Hampshire. But what does history tell us? Jeff Greenfield wrote a piece for Politico magazine that I was citing on air yesterday. It was in all my social media. Five scenarios for what might come next in New Hampshire. Jeff Greenfield is a five-time Emmy-winning network television analyst and author. This is Jeff. Hey, Jeff, thank you so much for allowing me to intrude on your day. It's not an intrusion when it's you. Thank you for saying that. Well, if you were a telemarketer, I would have hung up. (laughs) So let's go through these five scenarios briefly. Scenario one, New Hampshire ends the contest, meaning what? Well, uh, and it's particularly true this year. Uh, we've seen in the past when a when a front runner comes into New Hampshire and wins, uh, Al Gore in in 2000, for instance, is the best example. Effectively, it ends the contest. And I think, given Trump's lead in the polls, if he were to win New Hampshire, you know, by any reasonable amount, uh, and maybe even just win it all, I can't see how this nomination goes on. That's one scenario. Doesn't often happen. Um, but it has happened. I mean, we're in a situation now where it's it's entirely plausible that it'll happen now. You point out that in 2000, Vice President Al Gore was the front runner facing former New Jersey Senator Bradley. Bradley was looking for independence permitted to vote in either party's primary to give him his victory. But that year, independence instead drawn to John McCain. Yeah. Uh, and basically, Bill Bradley just disappeared. And in that particular cycle, the year before, he was competitive uh, with Al Gore. He was outraising him, and his inability to knock him off in New Hampshire just ended the insurgent campaign. Nikki Haley said in Iowa, probably a political faux pas, that New Hampshire often corrects the Hawkeye state. But was she right relative to history? Yeah, um, it's not something you want to say in Iowa, perhaps, but. Um, We've seen it over and over again. Ronald Reagan lost in Iowa in 1980, came in New Hampshire, won a big victory, and went on to the nomination. George H.W. Bush lost, came in third in 1988 in Iowa, beat Bob Dole in New Hampshire. Uh, and the McCain example, McCain didn't even compete in Iowa, either in 2000 or 2008, but his victories there in the one case 
turn the Bush-McCain fight into really a competitive fight. And in 2008, and it seems impossible to believe given where the Republican Party is now, John McCain went on to become the nominee. It kind of makes you wonder if the folks in New Hampshire take note of what goes on in Iowa and almost deliberately want to go in a different direction. Uh, you know, that's a little bit of a reach, I think. I, I, just, I just don't know that that's how voters think. But what I do think, uh, there's one example in particular, and I think Nikki Haley was hoping to emulate this. So in 1984, Walter Mondale wins a huge victory in Iowa, comes into New Hampshire, and the New York Times writes on the day of the primary, he has the biggest lead of any non-incumbent candidate ever. And that night, um, Gary Hart wins big. Why? I think in that year, voters, some voters, Democrats, were looking for an alternative to Mondale. And the fact that Gary Hart finished second in Iowa, even though he was way behind and barely beat, believe it or not, George McGovern, time for a comeback, I think a lot of voters said, oh, if I don't want Mondale, my choice is Gary Hart, not John Glenn or any of the others. And I think Haley was hoping that if she had a significance, whatever that would mean, second place victory in Iowa, the signal would be clear. And we saw that because the night of the caucus, she said this is a, effectively a two-person race. And I'm not sure how the person who finished third gets to say that. <laughs> Scenario three, in terms of looking at Tuesday from Jeff Greenfield, winning by losing, losing by winning. What does that mean? Yeah, this is a historical fact that I don't think is going to be going to uh, show up. You know, the, the Lyndon Johnson actually won the 1968 New Hampshire primary on a write-in, but because Anna Moore candidate Gene McCarthy did so much better than anybody thought, that was the story. Uh, Ed Muskie won the New Hampshire primary four years later, substantially, but some some mystical force had decided that if he didn't win 50% of the vote in New Hampshire, it was a defeat, and that's why George McGovern was considered the, quote, winner. And you may remember in 1992, Paul Sangas won a substantial victory in New Hampshire, but it was Bill Clinton who grabbed the primetime uh, TV cameras to proclaim himself uh, the comeback kid. It seems to me in this case, uh, it's going to be very hard for, if, if, for instance, Nikki Haley were to come close to Donald Trump. Given the layout of the rest of the campaign, it's kind of hard for me to see how she can turn even a close loss into a victory. But the history says it's happened. Well, Jeff, to which I would add, and I think you were making indirect, indirect reference to this, it's also a function of where is the bar. And the bar is pretty high for her in New Hampshire because many, you included, have noted that to the extent any of these early states are tailor-made for her, it's New Hampshire, uh, less religious, if that's an accurate way of saying it, more educated, than the more diverse than the voters you would find in Iowa. And independents get to vote in the, in the Republican primary if they so choose. Right. Uh, and that's a, that's. But and the problem for her, obviously, is when you leave New Hampshire, the next step is South Carolina, which even though that's a state she won the governorship of twice, it's a state where the Republicans look more like they do in Iowa than in New Hampshire. Well said. Although I, I guess her argument, and I don't know if it can be justified with history or fact or polling information, but that somehow if she were to come out of New Hampshire, there would be this this reevaluation that would cause people to see her as a true Trump alternative that maybe could upset what the early polling has been. Scenario four. Yeah, the, go ahead. Respond to that. Yeah. No, the, the question is whether the base of the Republican Party wants an alternative. 
True. <laughs> True. And with with Trump at like 69 percent in the national Republican polls, it's hard to see that they want something other than Trump. Your fourth yeah. your fourth scenario is under the heading. The front runner stumbles but survives. Explain. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much most front runners have had to take a punch somewhere along the primary path. So that's what happened to um the most dramatic case is George W. Bush comes into New Hampshire thinking he's going to have a coronation. McCain beats him in a, I like ten points, uh, and he has to he has to go to South Carolina to recover his status. Walter Mondale, who was supposed to breeze to the nomination, once Gary Hart beat him in New Hampshire, he suffered a number of primary losses. But later states uh, restored him. Illinois, New York, before that, Georgia and Alabama. He was almost out of the race after New Hampshire, managed to survive. And then the, the more traditional parts of the, of the Democratic Party who had their doubts about Gary Hart said, OK, we'll go with Mondale. So that's, you know, that's a I guess I would throw into that one Obama in a way. After he won Iowa, there was a notion that he was leading in New Hampshire. The whole thing was going to be over. Hillary Clinton beat him. And while people don't remember this much, that was a very, very extended fight for the nomination um, that Obama won in a pretty close match. He won basically because he understood how to get delegates better than the the Clinton campaign did. So that's another case where New Hampshire can throw you for a loop if you're a front runner, and then down the road you, you come back. I hate all these metaphors that you get back on your feet. Jeff Greenfield is a five-time Emmy-winning network television analyst and author. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the super light tree runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit 
buyatoyota.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Jeff, I said on radio, I've been saying on radio that the media wishes for a true two-person race. In this scenario of yours, number four, you say uh, this is why even a Trump loss in New Hampshire may matter less than the media frenzy to follow would suggest. After New Hampshire, the terrain significantly is tilted in Trump's favor. It's not only because of the size and intensity of his base, but because his supporters have dominated the delegate selection process, making it easier for a candidate to turn pluralities into winner-take-all delegate results. And then you have a hat tip to John Putnam. What are you talking about relative to delegate selection? Um, I wrote this months ago that if you really want to understand the terrain of this campaign, you have to look state by state at what the state parties are doing. And because the Trump campaign was far better organized this time than it was in 2016, in many states, they've arranged the process so that a candidate who wins more votes than the runner-up can get either in the congressional district or in the whole state all the delegates. It, it, It flips the plurality into a majority. That happened in 2016 in a state like New York. I'm going on memory here. Um, Trump got something, let's say he got something like 50% of the vote, but he got almost 100% of the delegates. Um, and they, in most states, the Trump supporters had control over the, over the rules so that if Trump wins pluralities, he will gather so many delegates so quickly uh, that this will be effectively over um, before spring. Final scenario from Jeff Greenfield of five. New Hampshire is irrelevant. Explain. Well, look at 2020. Um, you know, it's a close race between Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden, who has come in fourth in Iowa, comes in fifth in New Hampshire. He has no money. He has no crowds. Uh, and, and then we get to, and everybody's saying, well, you think Sanders will have enough delegates after Super Tuesday that would be the clear front runner? And then we go to South Carolina. Uh, Biden wins a huge landslide. Two or three of his opponents immediately drop out. And 96 hours later, after Super Tuesday, he's the presumptive nominee. And New Hampshire didn't matter at all. I always thought that they dropped out because they wanted to deny Bernie. That, that Klobuchar, judge. I thought Elizabeth Warren hung in just to be able to boost Biden. She did take down Michael Bloomberg. That was an important part of her contribution, I guess. Um, we'll never, in my view, we'll never know the full story of what kind of calls were made behind the scenes trying to survey the landscape. Yeah. Right, but that's part of the process. I mean, at some point, you look, you look around, and, and if you're a candidate, you say, well, I really don't want, I want a centrist. Uh, or a relative centrist, and that's Joe Biden. And that's why New Hampshire just didn't matter at all. Whatever the voters up there thought, right. you know, the, the candidates you mentioned, and it turns out a lot of the regular non-Twitter Democrats who were less woke, if 
if I can put it that way, than the Twitter Democrats. Said, you know, no, let's get the guy who's been vice president, who's been around, you know, seems to know the turf. And it was the fastest turnaround I can remember uh, ever. 96 hours from a pitiable figure, you know, about to head to Sharp Manor or wherever to the nominee <laughs> of the party. Is there a path for Ron DeSantis at this stage? Uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what DSX Makina means, right? The God out of the machine. I, I think the only. I, I just don't think that DeSantis has a road because he's so much like Trump. If, if you want an alternative to Trump, what you're getting with DeSantis is a a more policy oriented, more cognitively gifted, um, charismatically challenged candidate. Uh, and if I can just put this one thing in, because I've been writing this for a while. If you're running against the heavy front runner, you have got to give the voters a reason to change their minds. And what you have in the Republican universe are all these people who work for Trump. Remember, I, I only picked the finest people. Secretary of State, two secretaries of defense, an attorney general, national security advisor, all saying this guy is a menace. He's an incompetent a malevolent figure who will hurt the country. And they've never used that argument. Not once from Haley, not once from DeSantis. And it's getting a little late in the game. If you want to tell Republicans why they shouldn't vote for the guy that their hearts with, you better have a hell of a powerful reason other than the increase in national debt uh, and uh, I can't remember the other part. Well, and they won't they won't raise threats to democracy. They won't talk about January 6th. The only thing they'll say about it is they'll pardon him if he's ever convicted. Yeah, it, it's it, it's a it's not a formula for staging a, a, what would be a historic upset. And I'm not sure it would work. I right. mean, I think a lot of the you know, but but in this case, I see no alternative. Uh, they should have been and I. I Assume this is what the Democrats would try to do in the fall. It is really astonishing how many people that Trump picked at the very top of his administration. He now says they're all rhinos or incompetence or deranged. And they're saying, we work with this guy. We were in the Oval Office with him. You can't put him back there. Yeah, I like the way you said it. Those who know him best. Jeff, that was excellent. It was a great essay, and I'm very appreciative. Thank you. Okay, Michael. Always good to talk to you. You too. Jeff Jeff Greenfield is a five-time Emmy-winning network television analyst and author. His piece was in Politico magazine, Five Scenarios for What Might Come Next in New Hampshire. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Holt, greetings to you in Richmond, Virginia. Take the floor. Go ahead. <laughs> Michael, uh, for the last year, I've kind of been thinking I just can't stand politics. I follow it every day. Uh, consider myself a conservative Republican. Everybody I talk to, I'm like, we can't possibly have Trump run again. I would never vote for him. And I must have said it five times preceding the Iowa caucuses. And then the next day you hear that they didn't carry a speech. And I go, maybe I will vote for him. Just if nothing else, just to stick it in Rachel's face going, you're not going to decide what I'm going to do. Holt, Is that you're the guy, or what? You're, you're the guy I describe in the abstract. And then people, oh, that's not true. There aren't people like Holt from Richmond. I'm like, yeah, there are. There are people who are who are not inclined to be supportive of him. They don't like him, but but they don't like the way he's been treated, according to them. I agree with you 100 percent. I don't like the way people like me are categorized when they say we're election deniers or whatever. I think there were some inconsistencies that deserve to be looked at. But don't call me a, a denier. I believe that Biden won. I wanted to see what took place. Uh, January 6th, uh, I don't know if it was really an insurrection because I don't think that people had enough guns and tanks. And uh, was it a, a riot that went crazy? Was it bad? Yes. I called my liberal sister and I said, I've lost all the moral high ground as soon as it happened. Because I felt right. up to that point, I was superior right. to most Democrats. Mm, interesting. B is standing by in St. Louis, Missouri. Hi, B. Good morning. Hmm. So um, my scenario is <clears throat> something a little different. What happens if um, physically or um, mentally or he should die before the election? What does the, the party do? And it could be, you know, before New Hampshire or any of the primaries or the general election. Where does the party go? Right. So let me first say that I hope that's not the case. I, I wish him a long life and oh. I wish the same for Joe Biden as well. As a practical yeah, matter. I'm not, the, the, I'm, not, I'm not wishing that for him, but. Right. You know, no, it's no, I, I, I look, 
given given his age, given Biden's age, I, I do think handled properly. It's a fair conversation point. It would depend on the timing of it. If it happened immediately, then the candidates who are left on that stage are going to compete and win the delegates. And if it doesn't happen quickly, but still happen nonetheless, then it would be left to the party. And maybe you would have a, you know, a a convention that actually mattered for the first time, probably since uh, 68. That's it. That's as, that's as, yeah, that's as, that's as much as I can tell you. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm getting close to giving up on my thought process of maybe in the end it's neither of them. The more the time goes on, the more likely it seems it's going to be both of them. Dave, you're in Los Angeles. Greetings. 3,000 miles away in New Hampshire on Tuesday. Big election. Of what significance do you think New Hampshire? I don't think it matters at all, actually. I think that, and I think the other candidates know it doesn't matter at all. I think they're just positioning themselves in the party, whether for a cabinet position or for the next, uh, for 2028, I think they're just uh, getting their name out there and getting recognition. In other words, it's over. It's over. Once you get past New Hampshire, uh, Trump's just going to just kill everybody, unfortunately. So, I mean, if Haley can't win her own state, she's done. DeSantis is just Trump without the baggage. Nobody wants him. He doesn't have the personality. So I think it's done. It's done already. I mean, can anybody argue with Dave, Dave in L.A., who says it's over? She can't win her own state, and and Sanders doesn't have the personality. It's over. It's over. You believe it's over. I have believed it's over for a long time. I believe it's over before Iowa. Donald Trump, the nominee. Donald Trump, the president. Wow. You're you're still standing on that ground. Absolutely. Dave and TC, both believing it is over. Right. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on SiriusXM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. <laughs> 